Hello everyone and welcome to the PJB Sports Pod. Hello and welcome back to another episode. This is my NFL Week 2 preview and Week 1 review if you want to call it that. Uh, basically going to go over the Week 1 results, um, some injuries that came up, and then go over next week's games, my picks, best bets, things of that sort. So, Week 1 results... Bills defeated the Rams on Thursday Night Football 31-10. Josh Allen with 297 passing yards and three touchdowns to counter two interceptions. He also had 10 carries for 56 yards and another touchdown. Stephon Diggs had eight receptions for 122 yards and a touchdown. Matt Stafford had 240 yards and one touchdown to match up with three interceptions. Cooper Cup had 13 catches for 128 yards and a touchdown. The Saints defeated the Falcons 27-26 on Sunday's game uh, opener for the slate. Um, Bears defeated the 49ers in an upset 19-10. Steelers defeated the Bengals in overtime 23-20. Another upset there. Eagles defeated the Lions 38-35. Dolphins defeating the Patriots 20-7. Mac Jones going down injured there. Ravens defeating the Jets 24-9 against elite Joe Flacco. Washington Commanders defeating the Jacksonville Jaguars 28-22. The Cleveland Browns defeating the Panthers 26-24 in Baker Mayfield's not-so-revenge game. Um, Colts and Texans tied at 20 after overtime. The Giants defeated the Titans 21-20 in my biggest surprise upset of the week. Vikings defeated the Packers 23-7 shockingly, but not shockingly. Would not read too much into that last season, in case you forgot, Packers fan or not. The Packers were thrashed. I believe it was 35-3 to or 35-7 to by the Saints week one last year. And Aaron Rodgers went on to win his second MVP in a row. So I wouldn't read too much into a week one loss um, for the Packers. Chiefs defeated the Cardinals in the next game up here. 44 to 21 was the final. Patrick Mahomes with 360 passing yards and five touchdowns. Travis Kelsey eight catches, 121 yards and a touchdown for himself. Chargers defeated the Raiders 24 to 19. Justin Herbert 279 yards and three touchdown passes. Derek Carr 295 yards, two touchdowns and three interceptions. Devontae Adams in his first game as a Raider, 10 receptions, 141 yards and a touchdown. Sunday Night Football saw the I want to call a snooze fest between the Buccaneers and Cowboys, 19-3. Not much going on in that game. Um, Seahawks defeated the Broncos on Monday Night Football. Another upset, 17-16. Russell Wilson, first game on his new team, going home to play his old team. 340 yards and a touchdown. Jerry Judy, four catches for 102 yards and a touchdown. But Geno Smith was definitely the MVP of that game, even though the stat line won't back it up. He went 23 of 28 for 195 yards and two passing touchdowns. So some injury news around the league. Just some major people that I saw um, with some injuries that will keep him out for more than a week. TJ Watt is set to miss the next six-plus weeks, possibly out for the year with a pectoral injury. He's seeking second and third opinions on a return timetable and its surgery options. Um, this morning, Ian Rappaport, um, NFL Network's insider, tweeted that it's not expected to be season-ending with the possibility of returning in six weeks without surgery, which sounds incredibly painful to me, but if anybody can do it, it's one of the Watt brothers. So we'll have to see how that turns out. 
Um, Elijah Mitchell from the 49ers, the running back, he's expected to miss two months with a sprained MCL. Chris Godwin, Tampa Bay Buccaneers wideout, left the game after returning um, from a torn ACL last season with a hamstring injury against the Cowboys in his first game back. He's expected to miss, quote, a few weeks. As I mentioned earlier, Mac Jones down injured for the Patriots with a back injury. He's uncertain to play week two against the Steelers. And Dak Prescott expected to miss six to eight weeks after undergoing surgery on his injured thumb. Um, Head coach Mike McCarthy, after telling the media, quote, we definitely anticipating making some roster moves, end quote. Translation here, expect the Cowboys to trade for a quarterback to bridge the gap. At least someone better than Cooper Rush, who is the backup in Dallas. So some return dates, if the six to eight week timetable is accurate for Dak, um, would be week eight against the Bears or week nine against the Packers. Last night, we saw Jamal Adams suffer what Pete Carroll called a serious injury to his quad in the Seahawks win over the Broncos, but no further updates have come out yet as to the severity, if it's a tendon, if it's a bone, anything like that. Um, I remember another injury I saw was Kyle Fuller, the cornerback for the Baltimore Ravens, tearing his ACL out for the season, but I don't think there are any other major injuries that need to be discussed at the moment. All right, good. Let's uh, get into this week's games, the spreads, the point total over and unders. Just check out some of these games. Thursday night football, we have Los Angeles Chargers traveling to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs, who are three-and-a-half point favorites. The over-under here is 54-and-a-half points, a very high line. Completely understandable, though, as the Chiefs by themselves last week put up 44 on the Cardinals. Chargers a little bit of a different defense than the Cardinals, to say the least. The Cardinals lost their key piece up front, and Chandler Jones not having much edge-rushing prowess. Chargers have um, Joey Bosa, if I'm getting the Bosa boys correct. Joey Bosa's on the Chargers, I believe. Nick Bosa's on the 49ers, sounds right. But um, And then on the other side, you got Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson, a starting corner, Derwin James at safety. It's a much better defense than what the Cardinals have. So that'll be a tough game for the Chiefs, at least tougher than week one. Um, on Sunday, we have um, Washington Commanders at Detroit Lions. The Lions, one-and-a-half point favorites. The over-under here, 49-and-a-half. Um, I should mention here, I'm reading these odds and spreads off of FanDuel Sportsbook, so if they're a little different on yours, I'm sorry. Anyways, Commanders at Lions. Lions, one-and-a-half point favorites, over-under 49-and-a-half. Um, the Lions, after scoring 35 points and losing to the Eagles, uh, now host the Commanders, who put up 28 over the Jaguars. New York Jets travel to Cleveland, take on the Browns, who are six and a half point favorites. Over under is 40 and a half points. That seems like a stinking line right there. I'm not sure if I took anything on there. I'm not sure. I'm too confident in it. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, two and a half point favorites on the road at Caesar Superdome in New Orleans to face the Saints with the over under 44 and a half. Um, Tom Brady not having the best record against the Saints last season. I remember his first game, or maybe it was his first season in the NFL against the Saints is a Buccaneer. I just drew that out way too long, I'm sorry. His first season against the Saints, I want to say, as a Buccaneer, he had an interception or two and lost. Um, so yeah, that will be an interesting game to watch. Panthers at the Giants, who are 2.5-point favorites, over under 42.5 points there. 
Giants coming off an upset victory and the Panthers coming off a failed revenge game for their quarterback, Baker Mayfield. Uh, New England Patriots, one and a half point favorites traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers, who upset the Bengals week one. Patriots losing to the Dolphins. Next game I got Indianapolis Colts, four and a half point favorites at the Jacksonville Jaguars over under 46 and a half total points. Uh, Miami Dolphins at the Baltimore Ravens, who are three and a half point favorites over under 43 and a half. This is another stinker. Not sure I want to touch that game with a barge pole, to be honest with you. Um, none of those lines look appealing to me. Atlanta Falcons at Los Angeles Rams, who are 10.5 point favorites at home, over under 47.5 total points. Um, next game, we got Seattle Seahawks at San Francisco 49ers, who are 8.5 point favorites, over under 42.5 points. Man, some of these spreads are wild for week one, which obviously. As someone alluded to, I don't know if it was Sunday night football or if it was Monday morning on a um, ESPN show that I heard this, but week one to week two is the week of overreactions in the NFL. So you can definitely see it in some of these game spreads, total points, and as some articles and other news outlets do uh, power rankings, you can definitely tell how they viewed week one in the overreaction department. Next game, I got Cincinnati Bengals 7.5-point favorites at the Dallas Cowboys over under 43.5 points. Uh, Cooper Rush is going to have to start for the Cowboys unless they make a late trade. I'm recording this on Tuesday, and nothing's been even rumored for the Cowboys to be doing. So uh, Cooper Rush probably set to start there. Houston Texans traveling to Denver to take on the Broncos. 9.5-point favorites are the Broncos over under 43.5 total points. Arizona Cardinals at the Las Vegas Raiders traveling to the Black Hole. The home team Raiders are 5.5-point favorites over under 51.5. If Derek Carr cleans up his Week 1 performance, this looks like a easy cover for the Raiders as the Cardinals didn't offer much opposition to the Chiefs' offense in Week 1. Chicago Bears travel to Green Bay to take on the Packers. 9.5-point favorites are the home team Packers over under 42.5 points. That is your Sunday night football matchup. Monday Night Football this week, we have a doubleheader kicked off with the Tennessee Titans and the Buffalo Bills, the Bills being 9.5-point betting favorites, over under 49.5 total points. That game starts around 6 p.m. Central Time, if I remember correctly, 6 or 6.15 p.m. Then the Minnesota Vikings travel to the Philadelphia Eagles, who are 1.5-point favorites at home, over under 52.5 points. That game, I want to say, starts at 7.30, about an hour later than the first one. Um... Makes for an interesting week one slate, or week two slate. I'm sorry, I'm dazing off in the middle of this. I'm still just uh, still getting over the Monday night football game that happened last night and recording this very first thing Tuesday morning. Um, okay, so now we'll do my picks to win each game just straight up. I got Chiefs over the Chargers. I think that Chiefs offense is going to be too much for the Chargers regardless of how much better the Chargers defense will be than Cardinals defense was uh, Commanders over the Lions I thought Carson Wentz played good enough to win in the game against the Jaguars and I think he'll continue to do that throughout the season he's nothing spectacular but he'll find a way to at least be competitive if you forgot he was you know in the MVP discussions before he tore his ACL and Nick Foles led the team to the Super Bowl so, I mean, he's not bad. And I just don't think the Lions are going to be good enough to win that game. 
on either side of the football. I mean, the offense, like I said last time, Jared Goff is your quarterback. And, I mean, Jamison Williams will be good. Uh, DeAndre Swift is good. What's his name? Jamal Williams, the running back. I saw Jay Williams and thought Jamison Williams had a rushing touchdown, but there's another Jay Williams. I want to say his name's Jamal, maybe Jalen Williams. I'm sorry, I didn't even think to write that down. But anyways, they have a decent offense other than the quarterback and the def- or offense other than the quarterback. I am all over the place, apologies. But um, I just don't think they're going to be good enough to beat the Commanders. Browns over the Jets for me in a battle of teams that have a complete roster and missing quarterback. Um, Saints over the Buccaneers. I kind of alluded to that earlier, but I think the Saints are a much better team this year. And after having their week one, I don't want to call it a struggle against the Falcons, but they came from two possessions down to win that game by one point. I think they'll be motivated and energized to completely turn the table from struggling to on top of their game. Next one, I say Panthers over the Giants. I just, I'm vocal about not trusting Daniel Jones at quarterback. And until they start winning more than one game against the Titans in week one, I'm going to need to see more than that before I start picking them to win football games. Steelers over the Patriots. I think if Mac Jones is even injured, um, Cam Hayward and Minka Fitzpatrick and the rest of the Steelers defense will wreak havoc on him if he's not at 100%. The offense played well enough to beat the Bengals last week, even if you want to look at Joe Burrow's multiple interceptions. But still, offense played good enough to outscore Cincinnati. Patriots only scored a touchdown in their first game against the Dolphins, who aren't exactly known for a stellar defense. I'll take Steelers over the Patriots. Colts over the Jaguars. I just think the Colts are better than what they were in Week 1, and the Jaguars aren't much better than what they showed in Week 1. Ravens over the Dolphins. I think Ravens are a more complete team here, as I kind of just said. The Dolphins aren't known for the stingy defense, at least not yet. Maybe they get to that point. I like the Ravens as a total team over the Dolphins. Rams over the Falcons, I think that one's pretty self-explanatory there. Um, Unless Matt Stafford chokes and throws another three-interception game, I don't even know if this one's close, although 10 points as a spread does seem a little bit ridiculous. Uh, Next game, 49ers over the Seahawks. Um, If it weren't for the rain, I think the 49ers probably beat the Chicago Bears, regardless of how good Justin Fields looked. Um... Yeah, 49ers, better all-around team. I think the Seahawks coming off an emotional home game against their former quarterback. Um, Winning that in the very dying seconds. Missed a field goal from the Broncos, stealing the win. Geno Smith having to play, only missing five passes. Essentially perfect passing and everything going their way um, to beat the Broncos. Now they got to get over that emotion and travel to San Francisco to take on another um, perennial rival in San Francisco 49ers. I think the 49ers get the job done there, especially after the disappointment in week one. They're going to want to prove a point in week two. Bengals over the Cowboys. I think this one's pretty flat explanatory. Unless Cooper Rush has MVP caliber game, I don't think this is going to be anything too crazy. The Bengals should be able to take care of the Cowboys in most facets of the game. Broncos over the Texans. Kind of the same thing I said with the 49ers. A disappointment in week one, taking on what should be inferior competition in week two. I think the Broncos handle business against the Texans. Raiders over the Cardinals. I just, again, think the Raiders are going to be better on both sides of the ball than the Cardinals will be. The Cardinals' offense 
would be better if they had DeAndre Hopkins had he not had a six-game suspension for PED use. But when Marquise Hollywood Brown is your best option against you know Derek Carr and Hunter Renfro, Devontae Adams, um, Darren Waller, you don't got much to uh, fight with. Packers over Bears, simply put, because Aaron Rodgers just owns the Bears. I mean, his lifetime record is absolutely ridiculous against them. I don't even know off the top of my head. I didn't think to put it in here. But you can look it up and tell me. Absolutely ridiculous record against the Bears. I want to say in his last six or seven, he hasn't even lost a game. So, I mean, I'm taking the Packers over the Bears until the Bears prove me wrong, kind of like the Giants. I got the Bills beating the Titans, although I think that'll be a decently high-scoring game. Um, Derrick Henry will like running all over the, the Bills defense that is built to protect the pass and rush the passer. Um, but the Bills are going to score points because the Titans defense isn't anything stellar. Um, so that should be a decent high-scoring game. Next one, last one, Eagles over Vikings. I just think the Eagles are a more complete team. They can run and pass. Whatever doesn't work on offense, they'll just do the other. Defensively, they got rookies that can fill in for veterans that are either gone or need snaps off, like Jordan Davis wreaked havoc across the offensive line of Detroit, stuffed the run, and he only played like 20% of the snaps on defense. So if he plays more against the Vikings, yeah, Dalvin Cook, good luck getting a run game going with the Vikings. Okay, reviewing my best bets, just going to tell you this was absolutely brutal. Didn't get a single one of these right. I'll go over them, tell you the game scores. Um, I lost all of these. Um... Then we'll get into my new ones for next week. Eagles minus three and a half against at the Lions was my first one. They literally won by three, half a point. The hook killed it, so we lost. Saints at Falcons. The Saints came from two possessions back to win by a single point, so it's an L here. 49ers minus six and a half at the Bears. Bears won that game 19 to 10. Fat L for me. Jaguars plus three and a half at Commanders, and I also said maybe the under 43 and a half total points was another good one. The Commanders ended up winning 28 to 22. Spread missed, total missed, fail. Broncos minus six and a half at the Seahawks. To cap it off, the Seahawks won that game 17 to 16. I needed to learn from my college week one predictions, which had just happened, that uh, giving away points on the opening week is one of the worst ideas you can possibly have. So I've gone a little bit more conservative this week. 0-5 last week, so I cannot be any worse. Um, but yeah, here's my five best picks for this week, betting-wise. My first one is the Seattle Seahawks, plus 8.5 at San Francisco 49ers. I just think it's a rivalry game. Even when one of these two teams is clearly inferior on paper, they still play close games with each other. Seahawks looked good in week one. The 49ers had to play in a monsoon in Chicago and couldn't really get anything going, so it's hard to gauge how good or bad the offense really was. Trey Lance didn't look bad, um, but like I said, it's kind of hard to make a true judgment when the weather is the way it was. But the Seahawks showed us what they can do. I think they could be more of a consistent threat throughout the season. And I think, like I said, it's a rivalry game. Eight and a half points is saying a touchdown two-point conversion still doesn't upset the spread. I'll take Seahawks and the points here. Uh, next one, I said Patriots at Steelers under 40 and a half total points. If Mac Jones is out, I don't even know who the Patriots back of quarterback is, but that offense is going to go downhill. Um... The Steelers' defense is already going to be better than the Dolphins, and 
the Steelers' offense probably isn't going to get much done against a Bill Belichick-coached defense. Even if they can score in Cincinnati, Patriots' defense is a much harder um, Rubik's Cube to solve than the or the Bengals. So I take under 40.5 total points there. Um, next one I got Minnesota Vikings at Philadelphia Eagles over 52.5 points. I think these are two extremely high-powered offenses. Um, in the passing game, the defenses aren't as tough as the run game. Most of the talent on both of the defenses is set up to stop the runs inside, not specifically to rush the passer on the edge. So I like scoring some points in this game. Even if 52.5 seems high, you can always end up doing the 7-point teaser at the end, like I'm going to mention here in a minute, and make that number a little bit different. Next game, I said Carolina Panthers plus 2.5 of the Giants. Like I said, I'm not going to trust the Giants until they start winning more than one week one game. Um... I would almost take the Panthers outright to win, but having only two and a half points, that means they could lose last second and still more than likely cover as long as it's not a flat three. If that number rises, I would even take another job, jab, uh, jab on the Panthers. Anything till a pick them, I would definitely take the Panthers instead of the Giants there, but that'll be a close game for sure. Last, fifth and final pick here Washington Commanders at Detroit Lions under 49 and a half points I have no idea how these two teams would combine for 50 points that would have to be another 28 to 22 game like the Commanders had in week one or the Lions and Commanders having a game like the Lions and the Eagles had in week one scoring 38 to 35 which I just don't see happening I think these two teams match up almost identically in uh, offensive and defensive where their strengths and weaknesses are so I just don't see a lot of points getting scored in this game, and 49 is too high for me to even think about taking the over. Again, if you don't like these five picks, you can do a five-team, seven-point teaser on FanDuel to get plus 250 odds. I will talk to you guys next week with my week three preview going over week two. But until then, I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.